First of all, how old were you in the start of the decade of the 60s and again at the end? I was 15 in 1960 and 24 in 1969. So what was happening in your life at the time? Did any of the big events or cultural movements affect your life? Okay, I went to high school at Bishop McDevitt and I graduated in 1963. Um, I, after that, I worked at various job, various secretarial jobs. I married in 1969. I did a lot of volunteer work at the Harrisburg Hospital in the pediatrics unit, and I also volunteered at the Harrisburg State Hospital, a mental facility, and I greeted visitors and escorted them to visit their loved ones. I also belonged to the Young Adult Club sponsored by the YMCA. It was a service and social club, and I met your grandfather there. Probably the start of the Vietnam War affected me the most. Many of my classmates joined the various branches of military and um, after graduation and several of them didn't come back. And some of those who did were greatly affected by their experience. One of my best friends was an army nurse and it took her years to be able to talk about it. It was compounded by the fact that many opposed the war and those who did come home were greeted with disdain and disrespect. Also, the assassination of John F. Kennedy affected me greatly. Um, I was at, working at my first job, and someone came in, running in, and telling us um, from another office that John F. Kennedy had been shot. And it, we were, it was just totally unbelievable that that could happen here in the United States. So when you think of 60s pop culture, what is one word that comes to mind? Insanity. <laughs> did you enjoy the music and movies of the time? I did. Um, my favorite music was any song the Beatles did, of course. And I also liked Motown and like the Supremes and the Temptations, Stevie Wonder, Gladys Knight, and the Pips, uh, <clears throat> Johnny Mathis, and Aretha Franklin. I also was a huge fan of the Beach Boys, um, Roy Orbison, and many, many more. There were so many genres of music back then. For movies, I saw Exodus, Spartacus, um, The Magnificent Seven, all John Wayne movies, uh, Pollyanna, and Where the Boys Are. I liked Frank Sinatra, Bob Hope, Sophia Loren, Shirley MacLaine, um, Elizabeth Taylor, of course, and um, the Grinch and the and the Flintstones, the Great Pumpkin, were all created in the 60s, too. Did you see the ideals in pop culture of the decade still relevant today? Well, certainly sexuality and the drug scene hasn't changed that much, and we're still listening to songs about love and peace, and we're still fighting a war. Um, Women in the workforce became more prevalent in the 60s, and that has certainly carried over, and most women today work. So the 60s marked the beginning of the Bush invasion and the Beatles. Hmm. How would you describe this craze, especially in young women? I saw the Beatles perform on the Ed Sullivan Show in 1964, and young girls were screaming, crying, just hysterical. My mother told me young girls did this for Frank Sinatra in her day. I later witnessed the same lunacy uh, when we took our 
well, your mom and aunt, to see new kids on the block. The kids were screaming at the top of their lungs, and Gramps couldn't hear for three days. So I guess young girls will always be screaming and crying for young men forever. <laughs> <laughs> so also in music, we see a shift between traditional music of 50s pop, but also the emergence of rock and roll. What do you think caused this, and was the rift between music cultures apparent? The rock and roll emergence crossed a lot of racial barriers because white teens were listening to music by black performers and vice versa. Rock and roll had an influence on lifestyles, language, and so forth, and may have contributed to the civil rights movement. The music brought black and white teens together. This coming together evoked strong um, racist reactions. Older folks viewed it as rebellion. The rift was apparent because many could not accept blacks and whites being united through music. My father hated it, and we weren't allowed to listen to it when he was around. We had to listen to more traditional pop music. Also, what was television like? Did you see a big difference between today's entertainment? Yes, TV in the 60s, well, we only had three channels, so choices were limited. When I was in high school, my history teacher gave us an assignment to watch You Are There with Walter Cronkite. We couldn't watch it if there was a sports program on, so I had to call a friend to find out what it was all about. Our set was black and white. Color sets were too expensive. Only a few people owned one. There wasn't violence and sex on TV shows in the way we know it today, and technology wasn't nearly as good. We had um, a TV antenna on our roof and rabbit ears on our TV that constantly needed adjusting. There was no such thing as a remote. My sisters and I were the remote. <laughs> in high school, my favorite show was American Bandstand, and every day I would run home from school and tune that in right away with my sisters. <laughs> we also liked 77 Sunset Strip. I liked Ben Casey and also Dr. Kildare. They were both very handsome. <laughs> um, Dr. Casey was a very handsome brooding type of doctor. Our family never missed an episode of Bonanza and we couldn't talk when Perry Mason was on. That was my mother's favorite show. <laughs> The sitcoms were Bewitched, Green Acres, Gilligan's Island, I Dream of Jeannie, uh, Leave it to Beaver, etc., etc. Um, we also never missed the Carabinet Show or Dragnet. I know there were many more, but those are standouts in my mind. Art was also a big movement in this decade. How would you describe the art paintings like Andy Warhol? Um, I wasn't really into art in the 60s, but there was a lot of psychedelic art, like distorted posters that were supposed to make us aware of what was going on politically at the time. There was a lot of um, radicalism um, expressed through art. Um, it was the, um, I guess you could say it was the start of contemporary art. Andy Warhol painted Campbell soup cans. He showed, he showed them in, um, in a gallery 
in Los in L.A., and he started the uh, pop art movement. He painted celebrities and ad ad did a lot of uh, advertising things, but he was also a photographer, writer, sculptor. Um, he was a gay man and was very open about it, even before the gay liberation movement. Some of his paintings have sold for millions, and collectors still want his works. How did young people view celebrities like Marilyn Monroe? I don't think how celebrities were perceived then very much from the way young people view them now. Um, of course, they screamed and cried over them and joined fan clubs, hung posters in their rooms, etc. Girls tried to dress and wear makeup and um, dyed their hair just to be like Marilyn Monroe and many of the other female stars, just like they do today. But a lot of the young people were flower children and more interested in LSD and going um, against the establishment and protesting the war. <coughs> Some popular books of this decade are To Kill a Mockingbird, In Cold Blood, Catcher in the Rye, a Wrinkle in Time, and Slaughterhouse-Five. Mm -hmm. Have you read any of these? And what impact do you think these books had on the population? Um, I read To Kill a Mockingbird. It was about racism and injustices in the South and how one man became um, kind of a hero while facing hatred and violence. And this was a very hot topic in the 60s, um, especially in the Deep South. I think it may have made some people take a closer look at racism. Um, in Cold Blood um, was written by Truman Capote. I read that. Um, it went into a lot of detail about the murders of four members of the Clutter, Clutter family in a small town in Kansas. Um, there were no apparent reasons for the murders, and the assassins were eventually captured and executed. It was very suspenseful. Many thought it gave much insight into violence in America, it, and it was a true story. Catcher in the Rye was about a man named Holden um, Caulfield. I think in today's world he would have been um, labeled manic depressive. He ends up in a mental institution for therapy. It's, it's a very sad and disturbing book. It was banned in many schools because of the language. It was uh, very salty language was in that book. And it probably brought up brought a lot of attention to mental illness and how it was dealt with at the time. So what was your funniest memory from a television show or movie? My funniest memory was from the Cara Burnett show. She did a skit as Scarlett O'Hara, but in the book, Scarlett makes a dress out of the draperies that were hanging in, in the house. And she is so poor, uh, so she decides that's what she'll do, but <clears throat> Carol Burnett did the same thing. She went upstairs to make her curtains, and when she came down, or to make her dress, when she came down the steps, she was wearing the curtains as a dress with the curtain rod still attached through her shoulders. It was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> what um, cinema flick or movie was the most memorable? Well, not my favorite, but probably the most memorable movie for me was Parent Trap. Well, we watched it as part of our after-prom party, so it wasn't really 
it was memorable because we all made fun of it. <laughs> Did you agree with the shift in youth culture and more rebellious activities? I understood the rebellion, but I couldn't really appreciate the way they went about it. It was a crazy time, but no, I, I really didn't agree with with a lot of their a lot of their stances. How do you think pop culture changed your life? Well, since pop culture includes uh, books, music, fashion, and art, I think it certainly made me look at life with uh, a different attitude. Um, I read so much about the Vietnam War that I became very emotional about it. And some of the songs were about peace and love, and I enjoyed listening to the folk songs. We were um, a society with a lot of concerns and upheavals. I tried to keep busy with work and volunteering and later planning a wedding to the love of my life. There were good times and bad times, but then again, that's life. What should people remember about 60s pop culture? People should remember that in the 60s, half of the population was under 18 <clears throat> years old, and it was an affluent society for some. Many changes were taking place politically, and new inventions were um, on the rise, such as color TV set, pocket-sized transistor radios, eight-track stereos in cars. Um, Beatlemania was everywhere and more people were um, moving from the city to the suburbs because it was a, a better place to raise their family. Prices were changing too. I could come home with four or five bags of groceries and only spend 25 to $30. In the 70s, prices seemed to soar com comparatively. So the 60s were definitely the catalyst of changes that altered the world. Okay, so that's the last question I have. Thank you for sharing your time and your memories with me. Anytime.